This is Scott Galloway. I founded nine businesses, and eight of those nine businesses, a key partner has been QuickBooks, which enables the management team to focus on the levers of really driving value and also provides a dashboard to gain insight into the key operations and finances of the company. QuickBooks has been a pillar of my entrepreneurial efforts. Check out QuickBooks.com. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm Scott Galloway here with breaking news. HQ14A is Kara's, you guessed it, fiesta. Congratulations, Kara. <laughs> no problem. Well done. You know, we were going to talk about this Amazon HQ2 yeah. mess, which is, was also sort of bad press for them this, this cycle um, because of where they selected and some objections to them picking places where we, we, you had predicted they would pick. Um, so it announced its second headquarters in New York City and also yep. a suburb of Washington, D.C., along with a, uh, a smaller facility in Nashville, which is a, basically one of their distribution facilities. But we were going to talk about this, but we really ha- there's nothing to talk about today but Facebook, right? Correct? I mean, yeah. this New York Times story, which really brought together a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of yeah. amazing reporting has been going on over Cambridge Analytica from The Guardian and from lots and lots of sources. Um, I've been whacking at them in The New York Times in my opinion column and stuff like that. But this really brought together all a lot of stuff and included some facts that were and, and details that were so disturbing in terms of uh, deflection and trying to push blame elsewhere that I was, uh, even I, who have been really critical of Facebook, was astonished by it. So yeah. I'd just love to get your take and then, or whatever you want to talk about. What, uh, what are you hearing? I mean, you just, before we jumped on here, you just read a letter, right. started reading a letter. You, this you is, know these people, this, I don't. I think what are the you repercussions, hearing? especially for Sheryl Sandberg, who is who really comes yeah. off the worst in this story, although I still cannot stand the ability of people to pretend that this is not all Mark, Mark Zuckerberg's responsibility. He is the CEO. He has 60%. Yeah. He's an adult, and they're t- treating him like this sort of addled boy king who doesn't know what's going on. It's ridiculous. It's, he knows exactly what's going on. And so I would, to begin, I will say, let's put the responsibility where it belongs in the person who controls the company completely, and that's Mark Zuckerberg. But he's got all these executives, including Sheryl Sandberg, who's the COO, Elliot Schrag, who has left, but he was the head of policy and communications, Joel Kaplan, their man in Washington. And uh, this group of people and many others at the top really did, as I have been saying, abrogated their responsibility for what happened. And not only that, they had a bunch of dirty tricks to do so. You know what I mean? And so I think it's according to the New York Times. And so there's there's going to be all these repercussions on all of them in terms of their personal relationships, in terms of their outside of Facebook profiles, which Sheryl Sandberg has a big one from Lean In and stuff like that. But this is a letter from Patrick. I just got it sent to me by someone, Patrick Gaspard, the president of the Open Society Foundations, just mm-hmm. saying the notion that your company at your direction actively engage in the same behavior to try to discredit people exercising their First Amendment rights to protest Facebook's role in disseminating vile propaganda is frankly astonishing to me. It's just uh, it's disappointing to see how you have failed to monitor hate and misinformation on Facebook's platform to now learn you are an active in promoting these distortions is beyond the pale. I mean, this you're going to see tons of this, I think. No question. There's going to be a lot of it. But my question for you is, don't you believe in, and people say I'm piling on, but I've been at the bottom of the scrum for a while, mm-hmm. and I've, I've always been very reticent to be critical of Ms. Sandberg because I believe she is a protected class of a protected Meaning class. Meaning what? Meaning? Well, she's an inspiring woman. Right. She's written eloquently on personal loss and the important discussion around, uh, you know, gender equality. Mm-hmm. And what I what what has happened is I believe she's the ultimate sheep's clothing around a wolf. Uh, interesting. That she has been That's an interesting way to put the, it. 
she has been the most effective heat shield in history. Yes. If uh, yes. I mean, it, think about this. Let's talk about Fox, right? What if Rupert Murdoch, what if it came out, and you know, you and I have similar feelings about Fox, but what if it came out that the Wall Street Journal was taking ads mm-hmm. that were sowing havoc and that their online properties had been weaponized mm-hmm. by the GRU, and it ended up that Rupert Murdoch hadn't put in place any safeguards whatsoever to stop the contamination yeah, no, no, of our I, I said it this morning. On would he, if he, would he even travel to the U.S.? No. I don't think he would because I think he'd be worried he'd be right, arrested right. when he declined. No, I agree. I mean, someone just, what's interesting, someone just wrote me this, actually. I'll read it directly. So, uh, some will settle down, but I think she looks really bad coming out of this, as you say, in a way. She's the most vulnerable since she's a professional hired woman, and Zuckerberg is the founder, a dude. No one thought he had people skills, altruistic motives anyway. Everyone expects so little from men. I mean, you know what I mean? She will bear the brunt of this, but you're right. I think that's interesting. But, you know, they're all yeah. responsible. Look, they're all they're all highly yeah. paid. They've made bil- they're billionaires. They're beyond Great billionaires. Point. They're you, you know a quote comes to mind for me. I, I love war history. And Winston Churchill said at the outset of World War II, never have so many owed so much to so few. <laughs> and it got me thinking, can you think of any individuals who have made so much money doing so much damage? No. No, I can't. I mean, they make they make tobacco executives look like Mr. Rogers. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because just this week I interviewed uh, Mark Benioff for a show that's going to be on MSNBC. It's one of my specials there called Revolution. And thank you for that ad. Um, and it's actually a really good interview. But in it, and there's yeah. clips out there, he talks about them being cigarette. He said Facebook is a cigarette company. And then I said, well, people die you know, from cigarettes. And he was, he kept going. He goes, yes, and they're a cigarette company. They're dying on Facebook. Yeah, so People are being pulled out of cars. Yeah, and so it was really interesting that, so, you know, recently, before Mark's interview, I did one with Tim Cook, and uh, he had, same thing, he had some real criticisms of Facebook. And one point I asked him, what would you do if you were in this situation, Mark Zuckerberg's situation? He said, I wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, that was a great And it, it, it prompted so much anger from Facebook, I remember at the time, they focused not on what Tim was saying, which was a very cogent discussion of what they should do, instead focusing on that one comment. And as it turns out, Mark was so petty that after he heard that comment in this New York Times article, he switched the phones to Android. I mean— Which is serious punishment. Oh, my God. Have you tried to use an Android phone? No, no, I don't. I don't use an Android phone. Oh, my God. Using an Android phone is like paying for dinner with a Discover card. It's like saying, (laughs) don't have sex with me. It's the ultimate prophylactic that says I should be— Scott, once again. I should be screened out of the gene pool. If you use an Android phone or have a Discover card— In any case— in Your any case, family tree should come to an end. Instead of listening to very cogent feedback from someone who is pretty good at his job, they would focus yeah. on that. And they were so focused on the comment. And I kept saying, can you listen to what he said? You Are you not adults? Like, so what? They took a little shot at you. Well, they're doing it for PR. Well, they're doing it. As it turns out, they tried to slime Apple. Like, right? They tried to slime Apple. They tried to slime George Soros for some, because he said negative things. Um, you know, it's really fat. They hired this horrible group of people called the Definers, which, who who believe in sort of like aggressive. The Definers, I know. is that I've a met cult them. where everyone's wearing Nikes and then drinking cyanide? I know they just like wander around. They're like tough. Like, and the guy from the Definers quoted in the we like to muddy the waters. He just said it like good, I and mean, that's what he does. So it was fine that he said it on the record, but. It's just, you know, the, right now, the I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry just are not going to cut it. The I'm so, oh, once again, you know, like with Beacon or whatever thing that Facebook does that's shitty, the, I'm sorry is not good enough now. And they're going to, what's what's really interesting is what the repercussions will be. First, there'll be yeah. personal repercussions on all these executives, especially Sheryl Sandberg. There's no question. What, is, what does that look like, though? I was thinking this morning, we're, we're all going to be in violent agreement. Getting dumped what ha- from things. 
getting dumped from committees, getting dumped from, especially around the anti, the, this uh, stuff around George Soros and the, the sliming. All right. Getting dumped for, from, from lots of groups, I think, one, or boards or something like that. I, I do think that might be coming. Just not wanting to be affiliated with them. Two, um, and it depends on what comes out after this, because once this floodgate opens, the New York Times is open, yeah. more is going to come out. You know, all of a sudden, yeah, everyone's going to drop a dime on everybody. Um, so that then that, that's the repercussions of everybody dropping more dimes. And that you know there's emails and everything else. So that's one thing. The second thing, which I think is more serious, and Facebook put out a statement this morning about it, was saying that one part of when they knew was incorrect in the New York Times story because they have testified before Congress. And that th- these politicians coming after them, and they were already coming after them, is going to increase exponentially. And and mm-hmm. Facebook's attempt to push it off onto Google or Twitter or others is just not going to work. They are They are— they are the target of these of these politicians, and you know that Senator Warner, Senator Burr, Senator Klobuchar, and various Congress people are going to just come at these people real hard, mm-hmm. and that's really the danger to me. But when it comes it comes after them, as it is it, uh, uh, I don't know. I, it's just trust is it could a regulation. Be anything. Like it's going to be worse now. This is going to be worse mm-hmm. now. The issue is that, let me be fair to Facebook. They've done a lot of things since then to fix stuff. Like, I think they're announcing some stuff soon about more to do it, but they've been, they, they're, they've been doing a lot to fix it. It's just that Mark Zuckerberg's, and I quoted in a column I'm doing from the New York Times this week, he cannot focus on what happened. He only wants to focus on fixing things as if he, it's like, like you said, an arsonist, um, you know, cleaning up the mess or something. And that wasn't you, that was Anand, but you know, the idea that they're the ones to clean this mess up. Yeah, it's it, what surprises me is that people are surprised because this is an individual, and I'm, I, I like your point about, you know, we, 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 you, the the fear is all right, big tech, and all of a sudden, what might happen is we fire the woman, mm-hmm. right? There's only one woman who's the senior executive, and all of a sudden, she's about to become. I think she was unfairly protected, but I wonder if she's about to be unfairly punished. Mm-hmm. To your point, I think that's an interesting point because you're right; he's responsible. He's the CEO and the controlling now, shareholder. Yeah, and he controls the company. But I'm always surprised that people are surprised that he's not their Jesus Christ. Because look at his background, all right? He dropped out of college. He screwed over his close friends in college. Then he royally screwed over his best friends soon after he started Facebook. His first professional endeavor was a website that evaluated women on their physical Mm -hmm. appearance. And he last year proposed a third class of stocks such that he could sell all his stock in Facebook and still control a flock more vast than Christianity. I mean, what could go wrong? Doesn't this person just reek of poor character and being totally insular? And it's hard It's hard not to imagine. It's hard to imagine how a guy like this who became a billionaire so young, became so powerful, doesn't become totally insular and detached. I remember that interview you did where he started sweating like mm-hmm. a maniac mm-hmm. when he just didn't understand that people were worried about him knowing a lot of information about them. And he just seemed totally flummoxed Mm -hmm. by the whole thing. I'm just surprised that people give him as much credit, that they're they're shocked that this stuff is going on. Because the article, some of it's really ugly, but isn't it just more of the same? Isn't it everything we already knew? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. This is something, (laughs) this is why I've been going crazy about this for so long. It's because they literally are the personification of this sort of this group think in Silicon Valley that everything they do is like bathed in gold, right? And everything they, every yeah. decision they make, and they live in these uh, 
they live in violent agreement with each other. Like they, there's no, yeah. there's no, you know, you can see it in the lack of diversity. You can see it in the lack of like without a lot of voices in the room. You can see it. Now they say they disagree, but they don't. They absolutely, there's nobody putting a brakes on any of these people because we treat them like boy kings. Like it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's as if my teenagers were running the show. You know what I mean? And I, by the yeah. way, they do my my thirteen year old do a better job, honestly. I more, agree. You know, kind of things because they they think about these things. And so I think w- whether this has repercussions, and we should move on to the next thing. Whether this has repercussions, here's the deal: young people aren't using this product as much, and that, that's the, the issue. Is that's where we're going to see it? Is it going to affect advertising? Is it going to affect usage and stuff like that? I th- and I think I do think there is a lot of risk with congressional inquiries into this. Um, I, I think you're. I think you're half right. I think that a red state DA or a, kind of a, a, a flyer might be a small Latin American nation or a small Northern European nation just outright bans Facebook. Well, yeah, but Marie Vestager has been so strong on this for years. Yeah, but you might see someone like Uruguay just say, you know what, we're banning Facebook. Yeah, where you just can't have it here. Yeah. you could see a country just go gangster on these guys. The, the, in terms of the actual business, I've always maintained that people talk a big game about being angry at Facebook mm-hmm. and where do they go to express their outrage? Facebook. Instagram. Instagram, right. Well, you know, so as I, I don't said. see, I actually don't see the business, the business letting up and advertisers don't really have any well, choice. Well, I don't know. I With mean, the Kevin system, you know, I wrote about that, him leaving. I thought that was a very bad sign. That was, yeah, but it, I, I don't know. Nothing, not, I don't see their business decelerating. That's the weird thing. I'm going to disagree with you on this. There's there's a dissonance here, but where do, where do, where does PNG and Unilever go? They'd be no, if they decided to pull their advertising this was like from this, Facebook uh, and listen, Instagram. Uh, we've seen this before with AOL. I'm sorry, I've seen but it. They've been lauded. Hold on, they've been lauded. They'd be lauded for their noble principled mm-hmm. stand, mm-hmm. and then their stock would go down three to five percent the next day because everyone wonder how they're going to drive traffic to Tide.com. Mm-hmm. These guys have no choice. This is a danger. We'll see of a monopoly or a duopoly. These things die very slowly. I, I just don't. This is not. These are not good directions because the question is if they fire anybody, which they they won't, that lack of accountability. I mean, at the very least, this lawyer, Joel Kaplan in Washington, seems quite, his misjudgments are quite perplexing to me. Um, the uh, and spe- Including sitting behind Brett Kavanaugh at the hearings, you know, talk about conflict of interest. You know, this, this is the person who's Facebook's person in Washington. And he can have an opinion about Brett Kavanaugh. He can just can keep it to himself, like in terms of, on both sides, by the way, speaking of, I don't, can't believe I use that term. But um, but it's it's just I we'll see we'll see I just I'm going to disagree I think this is a really bad. I have a couple of questions though mm-hmm. from a person who's not a okay. journalist but a commentator. You're a journalist. Mm-hmm. The thing that one of the a couple of things stood out to the article to me first is they're clearly going after each other. Yes, and that is yeah. clearly the board board members yeah. went Erskine Bowles. off the record Erskine Bowles. and started. It was very right. angry. It looked like in that story. And I'd he's that. he's clearly going on background. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm or guessing. Somebody I would is. guess. Yes. Information's coming out of the boardroom. Yes, that's what's going to happen. And that the, means— the, the dime dropping is going to be the problem. I mean, I'm sure—I yeah. haven't even looked at my emails today. I'm sure there's 20 dimes dropping into Kara Swisher's yeah. email. And a couple of political ramifications. I believed until about a month ago <laughs> that Sheryl Sandberg was probably one of the five or six most likely nominees for the Democratic nomination I for president. I said no. Oh, no, you're wrong. Well, I think I, I think she was planning to run for president, no. and then and then and that's done now. And the other thing is, I think Charles Schumer just got or Chuck Schumer just oh. got himself a, 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 a competitor for this, his next election. I agree. I have to he say, looks terrible you know, here. I, I noted as I did a podcast with him in which he was kept praising Facebook. Here's a clip from that interview. You know, Facebook's a very powerful force. I think overall it's been a very positive force. I think now people are taking advantage of the openness of the net. And Facebook has an obligation to try and deal with it. I think they, I've talked to them. 
I truly believe they want to. I truly believe they know that their future is at stake with this. I also believe it's a hard thing to do. And here's another thing I worry about. They tried to do a certain things in the past and the hard right went and criticized them because much of this, the left does very little of this. I mean, we don't use bots the way the Russians would or the hard right people would. And we, meaning the left, not me. But um, so I think when they do that, the hard right criticizes them. They're going to have to be a little more immune to that criticism um, yeah. and go after the fake stuff and separate it from the legitimate stuff, even if it's you know a little bit crazy what legitimate and, and people are you, saying and do doing. But do you, when you, when you talk about this power, you're pretty kind to the tech companies. A lot of people are less. Yeah, I am more sympathetic some, because so, I think right. they're in a very difficult position. And right. I worry about government regulation. And I was like, "What are you talking about? They're they're disaster!" Like it was it was. A, I put up the exchange today on Twitter, um, and at the time I was perplexed by it. But now yeah. this like that he went after Warner and Burr. Like now I get yeah. it, or Warner, I guess just Warner because he's on his side. But I, I was at the time I literally finished the podcast. I'm like, "What was that? He has no sense that there are some issues here with this company." And it was, I was, it was, I, and then I thought, well, maybe he's just a Luddite. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, maybe he just doesn't get it. But I guess he got it. I guess. Yeah, I agree. And the scare, uh, last thing, the scare, I want, um, the scariest thing I thought about the article, and you tell me what mm -hmm. you thought the most disturbing thing, the fact that they actually fomented the notion that Soros was behind this. Soros. Man. Oh, my gosh. So they're trading the in conspiracy theories. The definers. It's just, wow, that is really, I mean, that is, you know, that's stuff of that stuff of a movie. I gotta tell you, how much of an asshole do you have to be to call yourself the definers? I'm sorry. Just, the definers. The definers. Yeah, that's that sounds like a bad seventies rock band. Is the it a, what, we're the definers. Define. Our latest hit. Yes. It's just N like next up oh, the definers. You can see what, them what do you think the scariest I'm sorry, thing it's, that it's gotta be all guys sitting there going, Yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> no woman would sit there and go, Yeah, I'll call myself the definer. The definers. Oh my that God. is dudes. Yeah, that's Jeez dudes. Louise. So right. what was the scariest thing in your mind that came out of that article? What oh was the most God, I gotta thing? read it again. I gotta take notes. I gotta I, the, the dirty tricks. The dirty tricks. The I, I was I I I saw them react like petty assholes to a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. but this was like, whoa. And then I remember what they did a couple of years ago against Google. They 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 fomented a fake kind of thing at Google um and got in trouble for it. And and then I'm recalling every I'm like, oh, I remember when they did that. I don't remember. So it's I should again shouldn't be surprised. The dirty tricks are very disappointing. The the and the high the the, the treatment of Alex Stamos, who I know pretty well, um, who I knew at Yahoo, had tried to uncover a lot of hacking stuff. And I, I don't think he probably be he probably should have told them quicker and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the, instead of focusing on the fact that he didn't tell them quicker or tell them correctly, or there was that versus oh my god, we have a leak. So it, it, at yeah, least but he's clearly the whistleblower here, oh, right? Oh yeah, he's talking. He's yeah. the person who mm -hmm. called the times, and uh, he he comes out of this actually looking. He's pretty talked good. a lot. He's been on podcasts and stuff like that. He's he's uh, he's now at Stanford teaching. Um, I like him a lot. I've dealt with him a lot uh, when he was at Yahoo. He was sort of a lot of these CEOs want to cover up this stuff or find a way to make mm -hmm. it less horrible, and 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 uh, he's not one of them. He's not one of them. So yeah, it seemed like it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's talking to who, but. Um, but it's, you know, clearly every, there's 50 people talking here. And, I, and there's going to be 500 people talking now. All right, next thing. Let's go into an ad break. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we'll talk more. In the next advertiser segment brought to you by QuickBooks, we'll hear from a business owner who turned their side hustle into a full-time career. 78% of small businesses in the U.S. have a workforce of one. But it's not easy turning your skills, your passion, yourself into a business. 
Here's the story of one guy, Nat, who never backed down and turned his side hustle into his full-time gig. Nat's story is brought to you by QuickBooks. My name is Nat. I teach yoga and I share music for a living. The job I had right before making this leap into teaching was working for a large tech company. I was leading a retreat over in Hawaii, and I think it just clicked. I can do this for a living. There were fears about where I'm at with that career. You know, if I step out now, will I be able to get back in? You know, those moments of fear, I had to just be honest with them and say, I trust this. I mean, it's a total trip to turn yourself into a business, and you have to be confident enough to say, here's who I am, and here's what I offer. I don't want to get into the mindset of, oh my God, my money, my money. So I use smarter business tools to really kind of check my cash flow, and also for tax preparation. That gives me the comfort I need. It's a reminder for me every single time I teach that this life is so short, and you got to go out there and just do it. You got to live it up. QuickBooks knows you never back down. That's why they're in your corner with smarter business tools. QuickBooks, backing you. Learn more at quickbooks.com. This has been Advertiser Content. Thanks to the sponsor of our show, QuickBooks, for Nat's story. Learn more at quickbooks.com. That's quickbooks.com. Now back to our show with Scott Galloway. All right, Scott, that was the yep. overplayed story. And it's not overplayed by any stretch, but what's the most underreported story this week? So I think a pretty big deal is that Apple has decided to officially distribute their uh, iPhones on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That is and a big deal. I did, it didn't get a, a lot deal. of attention. You're right. It did not. Yeah. Yeah. So effectively, one of the keys to building a brand is your distribution, right? Hermes doesn't distribute through Walmart. Levi's Red Tab won't even distribute through, you know, JCPenney's. They'll or actually aren't JCPenney's, but they won't distribute through the Orange Tab through different um, points of distribution because you want to line up, right? Aspiration. Macy's won't carry anything that's in Sears. The distribution Mm -hmm. has a big impact on a consumer's perception of your brand. And Apple, the ultimate luxury brand, is now in, on Amazon. And that's a big move. I believe I believe that it's another uh, signal that Apple has jumped the shark and we're at peak Apple. Really? Uh, okay. Let me talk, talk well, about that. If you were to say what is the most value accretive decision in the history of business, most people would say it's Apple's introduction of the iPhone. Mm-hmm. right? Okay. The rocket ship that took them to a trillion. And mm-hmm. I think they— I think they get the brand right, but the decision wrong. I think the ultimate gangster move here that created the first trillion-dollar company was Apple's decision to take literally billions of dollars out of broadcast advertising, actually under-indexed on advertising, and to pour it into this dying medium called stores. And they have made these just temples to the brand Mm -hmm. that are just— they're just mind-blowing in terms of how good they are and how good you feel I, about— I still am happy in an Apple store. I have to say I was just in one. Oh, they're wonderful. And then if you buy an Android phone, back to Android— you go into a place with bad lighting with a guy named Roy, <laughs> and and he sells you an Android phone, and all you can think about is going back to the Apple yeah, store. So, yeah. distribution is they should have distribution. Food at the Apple store, don't you think? Anyways, uh, they should have a cafeteria there. I would live there. I would like to live I there. Work there. Go. So, anyways, they they you know incredible incredible um, bold decision to re, to create. I think they have seven or eight billion dollars in leases, five hundred mm-hmm. and whatever is fifty stores around. When they go into Amazon, I think they're basically saying, 
we need the growth and they're denigrating their distribution. Right, and I, okay. wo- I worry over time if That's it, a fair it's point. the beginning of the end of their margin. That is an interesting um, point you make. Margin I think support. I agree. I think they got to sell more iPhones. I, I do think about that. I didn't really buy the new iPhone. I didn't because it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? I probably will probably get yeah. to it. I'll probably replace because I have that was on that weird, weird year plan. I don't understand whatsoever. Um, and so I'll probably replace them in some way and my kids too. But it's, uh, you're right. I think that they, they have to sell more. And obviously the issues in China where they've been having a lot of yeah. growth are going to be myriad as going forward, especially with these tariffs and trade talks. You know, that is if the Trump people can stop being in the the reality show of, 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 of attacking each other every day inside the White House, um, if they can focus on it. But some of this, this China stuff I think is problematic for them. And then there is the question of whether they have a new product that's really exciting. Um, that is that I will spend more money on. I will spend more money to maintain my Apple presence, but do I? Is there something exciting that I would spend a lot of money on? I think that's. Well, everyone talks about, everyone talks about um, services, but this is a. Uh, it's going to be really interesting because even Nike, which you'd argue mm-hmm. is one of the best brands in the world, when they had decided to officially distribute, or a limited number of SKUs on Amazon, mm-hmm. it didn't work. Yeah. The, the, even and Nike couldn't couldn't force Amazon to clean up all the gray market stuff, unauthorized distribution. No, I've Apple things on, on, on Amazon. I have. I Accessories, though, right? Yeah, or refurbished phones? Yeah, not refurbished yeah. phones. I don't buy refurbished Yeah. Sorry, no, this is This is a fairly big deal, yeah. but it'll be, cur- it'll be interesting to see if it works. Underreported. I agree with you on this. Typically, Amazon, you know, they always say we're partnering. Amazon says we're partnering with Apple. Right. Apple says we're partnering with Amazon. Typically, uh, Amazon partners with a brand the way a virus partners mm-hmm. with a host. Yeah. And that is, it works out really well for one of them. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be curious if this works for for Apple. And it'll, it'll be reported kind of six months in what happened. Right. Well, my only unreported thing is this, uh, this today the Saudi prosecutor seeks death penalty for five people allegedly involved in the journalist Jamal Khashoggi's death. I mean, honestly, this was reported a lot, but it sort of fell off the pages when during the midterms. Um, but hmm. honestly, these these people like what I what I tweeted was the lying liars have lied. What a surprise! And they're thugs. And again, good luck taking their money, Uber and others. So I just think it should. So basically, should these are the five rep- guys. This is what we should keep reporting on the, that are the, the witnesses yeah. who are going to be killed. Yes, that is what. They yeah, are. that is what they are. So they're the fall guys. Yeah. Basically, well, we'll they were see. they were we'll doing see. their we'll doing see. their job. They were sent to assassinate I don't, I someone. Don't and they know. did what well, they Hopefully not. Hopefully, people will yeah. bang at it, and it remains a reported story. And they link it to the higher parts of the the government. I, there's no mm. question to me that these people don't like breathe without permission. You know what I mean? Like in these countries, especially. So to pretend again, it's just, it's not it's because someone died. In this case, it was an actual murder. But like nothing happens at the top of any of these companies or any of these countries without these people knowing. I'm sorry. Yeah, someone knowing and pretending Agreed. like you're like some addled, whatever. I just don't. You know, one of the things that was interesting in that New York, getting back to New York Times piece was, uh, you know, I had 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 a problem with Mark answering my question about the impact of his inventions on real people and I about people mm-hmm. dying, and in the piece in the New York Times piece. The, the the board got really frustrated when he was when they were revealing the Russia problems. He word through solutions without discussing why it happened. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the same thing. It's the same idea. Like and they were very frustrated by this. It's whirring was the you. I can say, that's what he does. He whirs like like and not discussing. Anyway, it was interesting. So I think Should we talk about a win of the win week. Of the I week. want to plug yes, something. Let's go that win of the week. Go ahead. So my colleague at NYU Stern, Jonathan Haidt, mm-hmm. who is just this rock star thinker. Is this the guy who wrote the, what book did he write? The Coddling of the American Coddling. Mind. It yes. just came out. Coddling. It I is have him on the podcast. so, oh, you should. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's really fantastic research, research that shows that the rise 
of smartphones in combination with sort of this bulldozer concierge parenting where we clear out all the obstacles mm -hmm. for our kids has created a generation of kids who've never been safer. There's less drunk driving. There's less, you know, teen pregnancies. But we've also created the most emotionally vulnerable generation. Mm. And they get to college, and they're hugely depressed. Mm. Interesting. And you can literally track this generation, and now there's these there's colleges, including my alma mater, that are disinviting speakers because, you know, they're offensive. Oh, right. And they're worried they'll be traumatized. Oh, but this we've is this created... gang who just cares about people. Oh, come on. This is not our biggest problem. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I hate all these writers that write about this. But I will read his book. But I don't think that them not being able We're to hear speakers. We're creating a generation of snowflakes. Oh, come on. Like, that's We're what college students do. They're a pain flakes. in the ass. These people are like, oh, we can't speak at colleges. It's like, oh, I'm they a victim. Oh, the mob of Twitter. Oh, come they on. Disinvited, they disinvited Sam Zell. Oh, I mean, is he really well, that bad? I don't know. But that's what I mean, that happens sakes, at colleges all the time. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's our national crisis, like the way these some of these writers you have. You have students yelling down oh, professors no. in oh, class. Oh, you're kidding. And where, oh. that, where does that happen? It happens on the East Coast and it happens on the I West Coast where we have wealthy parents coddling their kids. I so care. I have a question. You're, you're, no. I know your 13-year-olds in the other room. Are you a coddler? No, I'm not a coddler. I'm a total coddler. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm a and total And here's coddler. why. Let me just say, if someone yells someone down, they yell someone down. Who cares, Scott? Like, honestly, this oh, is not our greatest crisis of America. Like, literally, in America where everyone gets to blab all the frigging time, these people are complaining about not getting to blab. Oh, no, not that. It's so slippery. My they dog, say the word slippery slope. I'm going to push him down a slippery slope. We we have a vishla, and whenever yeah. my wife and I argue, the dog senses it, and it goes upstairs. It just can't <laughs> handle controversy. Well, I'm just telling you And wrong. I'm the same way. When my oh. wife come, goes after one of our kids, mm -hmm. I freak out and I have to go upstairs. I just can't handle oh, it. And I realize like, people. So what? She she is doing what they need to do. One of Jonathan Hate's great analogies is that no, I've heard this book. You know, our, we have so many we're trying so hard using so many clean wipes around our kids' lives to disinfect them that they're not building the immunities they need. Yes. Okay. And I thought that was an outstanding that is, true. That, is true. that is true. That was an outstanding analogy. That is a good analogy. And I mean I was bullied a little bit. I don't know if you were bullied, but I look no. back on it. Oh really I was never uh, not once. And once. <laughs> You you did the bullying. I did not. Anyways. I protected people from bullies. <laughs> wow, mm -hmm. that's outstanding. I ran the uh, playground, I was... Scott. What do you think? Hello, I ran. I, <laughs> I ran can it totally so well. See that. It was. I can tight. totally see that. I ran a tight I'm run, playground. I'm running your ass over in the fiesta. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think I think in, you learn coping mechanisms, and when I see what happens at my kids' school, that they literally there is just so much emphasis on protection, and it, it may have gone too far. No, I, I'm a more suck it up sister mother kind of thing. Sister. Good for you. Alex is going to— Alex and Louie, they're good. We're all going to work for Alex. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true, 100%. But Jonathan Haidt, The Coddling of the American I get that. Mind, I, the, an outstanding The only book. thing I'm going to say is these intellectual dark web people exhaust me with their whining. They just, like, stop. Like, say, if you say stupid things, you're going to get people attacking you. When I say stupid things on the web, people attack me. That is the game. And if they want to be famous, they have to suck it up. I'm sorry. They need to suck it up. Yeah, but there is a—I do think oh, there is a princess God. in the pea. Suck um, it up construct where all of a sudden everybody is just so offended and so angry at everything. And the moment you're a victim, you're right. I know. Right? Honestly. If you're offended by something, you're automatically right. Oh, suck and it up. And I don't think that's the suck, way. The, suck it know, up, Scott. Suck it up. You want to well, be right back at you. Yeah, I'm right back at up. you. Suck it I'm up. I'm going to suck it up. That's why I suck it up all the time. Anyway, Snowflake. Snow, Snowflakey. I, I'm not snow. I don't care either way. I don't care if people like me or dislike me. I do not care. It's fine if they want to bar me from things. I don't care. I'm not going to get all oh indignant. I'm not going to get all dignant. To have a little By the hissy. way, my brain almost exploded today. I, can see you I was about a hissy. to go on. What? 
I was about to, I was getting mic'd up to be on MSNBC, yeah. and I look up, and you're there <laughs> on Morning Joe. I, was, I did it we, uh, two weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah, that was, I, and it's That was timing. tape recorded? Yeah, timing is beautiful. Wow, it seemed very timely. I know, timely. with the chemical spill and everything, I look like a genius. Like, I look like a frigging genius, I do. By the way, and you're going to hate this question, mm. is there just a ton of sexual energy between those two? There is. I'm sorry to say. I feel like they're about There's to throw energy. down on the they desk. They did. They kissed oh for me. Go God. look at my Twitter. They kissed for me. I put it on Twitter. Oh, my God. They're so hot. I would like I to see say, them have sex. I had people were like, oh, Mar-. They, they have a lot of detractors on Twitter when I put that picture up. I was like, you know what? I had the most fun at that play. I was like, they're I'm dreamy. down with their whole jam. I'm good with their jam. Their jam is good. Yeah. I get why you don't like it. I what I do. So just butt out. Same thing. No. All right. Any last word. The only thing I would say that for the thing was I was th- the win was the, the, the forced arbitration thing that moved from, from, uh, from Google to uh, Facebook. We don't, we don't have to get Facebook and Airbnb. Um, so fail last quick fail. And then we'll go fail. What's the fail? Quick fail. Oh, oh, come on. It's gotta be like it, it, this, this Facebook stuff. I mean, I know everyone's piling on, <laughs> but this is just really discouraging. This yeah. is just, I mean, it's, it's upsetting. It really is upsetting. So we'll, uh, fail, you know, Facebook, I hope, and, and I hope I hope we have the backbone and our elected officials have the backbone to, more, to do more than just whine yes. and actually address this problem. I think the fail this week was Sarah Sanders, the, 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 uh, the editing of that video, the way they edited that video. Oh, my gosh. Speeding it up. I love and that then Fox Kelly Conway, on CNN's side. I know. And then Kellyanne Conway said, wait, they do that on ESPN all the time. Yeah, I know. It's like slow-mo oh, replay And you know who like, I love, really? though? Her husband, George Conway. Speaking of marriage jams yeah. that I love, he's now <laughs> formed awesome. a group. that It's called, like, it has some fantastic legal name. What is it like? It's like definers, but it's good. It's what is it? I, I, I think it's the key to their marriage. I think that's foreplay. No, I don't I think he no, goes oh out and he God, says Scott. something, and she comes home so and she like says, five minutes "If you say that again, like, if you say that again, and then they like go at it." <laughs> no, I, no, I think it's no, total no, foreplay. Scott, Scott, oh my yeah? God, I'm trying to keep this clean, and you always manage to bring in. Do you like, think he has an Android phone? No. Do you think that's so, killing his vibe? Trump this is he's competing with the yeah. Federal Society, and it's called. Hold on. Oh wait, this is such a good. Do you know Kellyanne Conway? I know. I've never met her. Checks and. Balances. Oh my God, the group is called Checks and Balances, started by George Conway. I love him. Checks and Balances. I love him. I would like to be his friend. I would like to go to their house for dinner. If they would invite me, I'm here in D.C. Conway's. George Conway, I have a man crush on you like I can't stand with his Checks and Balances. I think it's so good. It's better than the Definers. I would not want to get in the way of Kellyanne Conway. You better be careful. You, know there. Can, you might disappear. Don't worry about it. I, want, I just want to be his best friend. I just want to hang with him. I just want to like you want to roll with him? Yes. There is a great profile in the Washington Post about the two of them yeah. that is brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah. depiction. And since then, I've just been—they've been my, like, Kardashians. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, Scott, it's time to get out of here. This is a lively one this week. Um, I will see you next uh, uh, last week. Thing, I know sure. I keep expanding this. Most interesting thing that came out of your Benioff interview. Yes. Uh, the stuff about the homeless, I think, you know, he, I think he he has been pushing this, is shaming. Some people think of him as a blowhard. I asked him that directly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't care if he's a blowhard. He's a good blowhard as far as I'm concerned. And he's been pushing on the homeless yeah. stuff and pushing for them to give money and to, to take their hands off of their giant sums of cash and hand it out to people as fortune. And look for solutions because it's not an easy solution in San Francisco, the homeless problem. And it's— you know, it's not nobody looks good. The whole gang doesn't look good there, but it's these people with money and means and ideas should be part of the solution. And I like that. I thought that was Joe Mark. Super Mark. Mark. He looks like uh, his, he looks like a guy you want to hug. He's very big and huggable. He's a big. He's like six yeah, five. He's, he's like dude. really tall. He was like eating food. He brought David Blaine. I don't know why. The magician. Yeah. 
And I said, the magician? And he goes, well, he's a David person, too. Blaine? I'm like, yeah, but he's the magician. He was there. I don't know why. Yeah. He had a crew. He brought David Blaine. Whatever. He was late, and he brought David Blaine. So there you have it. Wow. Whatever. We had a great time. It was at the top of Salesforce Tower. You could see the, speaking of the fires, you could see the fires and the smoke and the, the smoke from the fires. Now, speaking of underreported, was, right? I mean, literally, no, California's on fire, and, and there's just so much chaos. We don't even, we barely uh, notice. It's very sad. I was there it I was there sad. for two days. It was hard to breathe. I actually felt like it was in Beijing or something. It was really uh, sad, and it's uh, it casts a pall over the whole city. And the people dying, it, it, it's just, we're not, we, the extent of it has not been known, and it's sad that entire towns have been decimated and people have uh, died in just terrible Actually, that's another fail of the week, and I know you hmm. care what I'm land here. To come out and say that the forestry service oh, is at fault even, here, don't even. and I'm thinking, okay, so I live in Florida. Are all the hurricanes the forestry service's mm-hmm, fault as well? Mm-hmm. It just that's just so. That was a depressing obscene. moment, but what a again, what a surprise. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. It's time to get out of here. Uh, I will. Yep. Uh, I will thank you for doing it. We look forward to talking next week. It's Thanksgiving week, and by the way, if you have questions for us or stuff you'd like to hear on this podcast, shoot us an email at pivot at voxmedia.com. Pivot at voxmedia.com. Rebecca Sinanis produces this show. Nishat Kurwa is Vox Media's executive producer of audio. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. And thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. Join us next week for more breakdown of all things tech and business. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. When you're a business owner, it can sometimes feel like the odds are stacked against you, but QuickBooks knows you never back down. That's why they're always in your corner, making it easier for you to manage your business so you have the time to take care of details that matter most. No matter what your version of success is, QuickBooks can give you smarter business tools to get you there. QuickBooks, backing you. Learn more.